Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next time, I'm going to give you the latest in entertainment and celebrity news, including Snoop Dogg explaining on why he used harsh words on Oprah's bestie, Gail King, Bob Eager stepping down as CEO for Disney, and what singer JoJo had to go through for the price of fame. Let's get started. Roll it. Joe, J.A.G. Up on the blog and I'm chilling up in NYC. Up on the train and the radio with all I need. In the fuse and celeb news, I'll let see. This entertainment, who became famous. Number one source of pop culture, radio or not, we gon' chase it. That's entertainment. Save adolescents from the ghetto time stage. Gotta make a change in that's entertainment. Wednesdays afternoon at 1 p.m. So, baby, don't forget the tune. The bins is nice, the jazz is the better cruise. There is no car. Win cause you plan to lose smooth just like that. Tammy Jones do it best, mom just know that. Been blessed by the Lord once, wait on that. Blog radio, your speakers better be on max. Real facts, if it's whack, we'll speak on that. Just celebrity news, a new feed in my melody tune. So Tammy, you back up me, I back up you. That's entertainment for your head, baby. Just come through, she's on air now. If you are just tuning in or just tuning in for the first time, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy jones Give, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347 and press the number one again. That's three four seven six three seven two six five six. And press the number one. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com/slash/thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at thatsentertain one. You can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto fourteen. That's S T I L E T T O and the number fourteen. And you can also follow me on Instagram. Just go to T Jones Gibbs. That's T J O N E S. G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a cloudy 49 degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I'd like to go over some highlights over the, for, that's been happening for the past week. Uh, this past Sunday was the, I'm sorry, this past Monday was the public funeral for NBA uh, legend, basketball legend Kobe Bryant. Uh, they had a memorial service uh, that was held at the Staples Center in Los Angeles, and uh, many people, including family and friends, gathered to pay tribute to the falling NBA star with Kobe's wife, Vanessa Bryant, and close friends taking the stage to deliver speeches. Uh, however, Kobe's parents were noticeably not among the speakers, Uh while fellow athletes like Michael Jordan, Shaquille O'Neal, and current Lakers general manager and Kobe former agent Rob Pelinska, they took turns to take the stage at the memorial. Kobe parents, Joe and Pamela Bryant, were seated in their seats throughout the memorial. They led to people accusing uh, Vanessa uh, disrespecting the late athlete's parents since Kobe wasn't just a basketball legend but also their son. 
Additionally, people were upset to find out that Joe and Pamela sat in the second row of the audience. Uh, It was off to the side, away from Vanessa and her daughters. And to make things worse, uh, Kobe's sisters also didn't speak at the memorial service. Despite that, uh, the memorial service went well as the attendees were treated to musical performances from the likes of Beyonce Knowles, Alicia Keys, and Christina Aguilera. And during the memorial service, uh, Vanessa tearfully honored her late husband and daughter Gianna, who were among the victims of the deadly helicopter crash last month. Kobe and his 13-year-old daughter was laid to rest earlier this month in a private burial in California. The seven other killed in the helicopter crash was uh, was John Atabelli and the head basketball coach at Orange Coast College, his wife Carrie, and their daughter Alyssa, uh, Christina Moser, and the assistant basketball coach at Kobe's Mamba Sports Academy, Peyton Chester, who played on the team, her mother, Sarah Chester, as well as the pilot, Ara Zanbanyan. Now, uh, people are forgetting that there was a a, a private uh, funeral. So we, it's hard for us to say. Maybe Kobe's parents spoke at the private ceremony. You know what I mean? So people would just want to just... I guess the, people would just feel that um, it was more focused on uh, more the celebrity, celebrity part of the funeral and not focused on, you know, his parents, why they wasn't talking or speaking or his his sisters. But uh, it was very emotional and there were some funny moments, but it was it was just a beautiful service. Um also, some of the highlights of this week was the, uh, on Monday, uh, February 24th, Harvey Weinstein was found guilty of third-degree rape and criminal sexual acts in the first degree. He faces five to 29 years in prison. He was supposed to be transferred to a jail here in New York on Rikers Island where he was await his sentencing on March 11, but he was rushed to Bellevue Hospital in Manhattan after complaining of chest pains hours after the conviction. And uh, we also want to pay respect to those we uh, lost this uh, this week and last week. Uh, Catherine Johnson, the famed NASA mathematician, she died at 101. Uh, she's the one, the woman that uh, Taraji P. Henson, the actress, portrayed in the movie Hidden Figures. Uh, Model, author, restaurant owner B. Smith also passed away last Saturday. She died from Alzheimer's disease at the age of 70. Uh, I remember eating at B. Uh, restaurant in Washington, D.C. That was the first time I had eaten at her restaurant. And before there was a Martha Stewart, there was B. Smith. B. Smith was doing it before Martha did it. She uh, had her restaurant. She wrote books. She was also a model. She and Martha had a lot in common, except that she didn't go to, to jail like Martha, but she was the first one to do it. And she was also the first African-American model to grace the cover of Mademoiselle magazine in the 90s. Uh, Janet, I think it was the 90s. I'm not sure I have to look that up. Janet Dubois who we all know as Willona on the hit 70s sitcom Good Time. She passed away last week at 74. Uh, apparently she had died in her sleep. 
Uh, she had met with her Good Time co-stars a couple, like three or four weeks prior to that. Uh, they was at some event, and um, practically all the cast members were there. And uh, she just passed away in her sleep. And uh, actress uh, Kelly Nakahara from the TV show MASH, she uh, was battling uh, cancer, and she uh, passed away at the age of 72. So uh, rest in peace to all of those women who we lost uh, this week and last week. This week we want to talk about, speaking of Kobe Bryant, We want to, I want to talk about uh, Snoop Dogg. Um, he, if you guys didn't know, when Kobe had passed away, uh, Gail King had did an interview with uh, another NBA, uh, WNBA star, uh, Lisa Leslie. Uh, she brought up some um, some charges about some old charges that when uh, Kobe was accused of raping a hotel worker in Colorado and how um, that case was settled. And um, Gail said that uh, she didn't know that they were going to bring that piece up, and it happened to be at the time that Kobe had just passed. And it's caused a lot of uproar, so much so that Snoop Dogg, and you know how he gets very vocal on social media, just went, just got really nasty and disrespectful. And... uh, People were upset. People were upset. I was upset. Uh, some of my family members, when they first saw the social media post of him calling Gail the B word and stuff like that and threatening to come come after her, thought it was funny. They thought, that, well, that's what you get. It might be, be tied to Oprah. I didn't think it was funny at all. And I had to agree with Jada Pickett Smith because Snoop Dogg came on uh, Jada Pickett's uh, Facebook show, The Red Table. And she said that when he said those things, she felt that he was not only disrespecting Gail, but she, he disrespected her, her mother, her daughter. And I said the same thing. You know, it it, it, it was a punch. It was hard to hear. And she was shocked to have, you know, for Snoop to come out and say that because he has a daughter. He has a wife. But um, Snoop Dogg said that he was only trying to protect Kobe Bryant's family when he lashed out at Gayle King online for revisiting that tragic uh, incident with the Sportsman 2003 sex assault controversy and a TV interview. Now, the rap veteran was one of the first celebrities to blast King for bringing up the late basketball icon rape case during an early February chat with Brian's friend and fellow athlete, Lisa Leslie. Calling Oprah Winfrey best friend, he called her a funky doghead bee. He said to her, how dare you try to tarnish my MF and homeboy's reputation, respect the family, and back off B before we come get you. Unquote. That's what Snoop posted on social media. The pointed warning led to King receiving a number of death threats, and Snoop subsequently apologized for his harsh words in a follow-up video, admitting he overreacted and was wrong for attacking her in a derogatory manner based off of his emotions. 
He has since opened up about the social media scandal in appearance on Jada's Facebook Watch series, Red Table Talk, claiming he really didn't mean any harm by calling out King. In a People.com preview of Wednesday episode, Snoop said that he said, quote, I wanted to make sure what I said was said the right way, and I wanted to make sure that the message was across, that we love Kobe and be respectful of Vanessa and no kids. That was the whole intent, to protect that woman and them babies over there because she's still grieving, and let's give them that respect, unquote. Now, he said that... um, he did again. He did apologize to Gail, and again he said that um, he he posted this video. I think a couple of days later, and this is what he said. He said, "Quote: Two wrongs don't make no right. When you're wrong, you gotta fix it." So with that being said, Gail King, I publicly tore you down by coming at you in a derogatory manner based off emotion. Me being angry at questions that you act overreacted. Should have handled it way different than that. I was raised way better than that, so I would like to apologize to you publicly for the language that I used and calling you out on your name and being disrespectful. I didn't mean for it to be like that. I was just expressing myself for a friend that wasn't here to defend himself. Okay, A lot of people look up to me and they love me and they appreciate me So I wanted to let them know that anytime you mess up, it's okay to fix it It's okay to man up and say that you're wrong I apologize, hopefully we can sit down and talk privately Have a good day Meanwhile, um, Snoop Dogg hinted in the caption that he decided to apologize to King After having a talk with his own mother He also sent best wishes to King, her family, as well as Vanessa Bryant's family uh, JoJo has gone through so much uh, for fame, and she said that getting candid about her past as the youngest solo artist to pick up at a, num- at a number one hit, the singer confessed that the pressure she put on herself to get skinny had made her turn to drugs and alcohol. In a new interview with Uproxx, the 29-year-old blamed Black Ground Records uh, founder Barry Hankerson for the problem And this is what she said She said when she was 18 She remembers sitting down In the background office And the president of the label And he's saying to her We want you to look as healthy as possible So she was like Well I'm actually the picture of health I look like a healthy girl who eats And is active I don't think this is about my health I think that you want me to be really skinny So he said He was like no I wouldn't say that the songstress also went on to confide that the conversation led her to working with a nutritionist who had her on a 500-calorie diet a day, and she said she was taking these injections that made her have no appetite. Now, things took a turn for the worse when she re- re- uh, relied on drugs and alcohol to make herself feel pretty and worthy. Uh, there were def- definitely nights that she said she stumbled out of clubs and she blacked out. She said she was completely reckless, but she didn't care. She said she needed to be buzzed to feel okay, and she said she would go to the edge, stand on her tiptoes on the edge, and then come back. She said she should have been dead. Now, um, JoJo is just like every other singer, actress, who had reached stardom at an early age that wasn't the ideal look that they wanted to be that when these young women 
start a singing career or acting career, they have to look a certain way. They have to have their hair a certain way. Uh, they have to have. Um, they want their bodies to be looking a certain way. If they if they are a cup, they want them to go and get a breast. Uh, uh, they want them to get a breast work done so they can be a D cup. All these things, oh, I don't like you as a brunette, or I don't like your hair curly, you need to get it straight, or um, you, you're not dressing sexy enough, you need to wear some a little bit short skirts. All these things that these young women who, join, who go into the entertainment business have to go through for the price of fame because when it comes to women, it's either sex sells, you have to look the part, you have to be the part, you got to act the part 24-7. And eventually it takes a toll, especially if they're young going into this business. And I remember uh, Debbie Lovato had said that when she was on her show um, on Disney, how she practically damn near starved herself to be small on the show. And and this is what I'm talking about. Um, I saw an episode of uh, Love and Hip Hop. I can't remember which franchise, but uh, the woman was a rapper, up and coming, and the guy that was uh, do, uh, trying to put her, it wasn't Richard Dollars, it was somebody else who, wanted, who said to her in order to get her career um up to speed, she had to look the part. He wanted her to get uh, implants, breast implants. He wanted her to do, uh, wear sexier clothes so that she can portray that image. In other words, he wanted her to look like a Megan Thee Stallion or a Nicki Minaj or a Little Kim. You know what I'm saying? So the price of fame for a lot of these young women is very harsh because it's all about the look and not the talent, unfortunately. So JoJo is one of the latest celebrities to come forth and admit it that what she had to go through. Right now we have 18 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week between 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show, want to know more about the show, make sure you are a registered listener here on BTR. Like us on Facebook. Go to www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain One. That's T A. H-A-T-S, Entertain and Number One. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14, like the high heel shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. And also follow me on the gram at T. Jones Gibbs. Bob Eager has stunned Hollywood by stepping down as CEO of Disney. The movie executive plans to remain the company's chairman until his contract expires in December of 2021, but he's passing on the job to Bob Chapek, the chairman of Disney Parks Experiences and Products, effective immediately. Eager said in a statement, quote, with the successful launch of Disney direct-to-consumer businesses and the integration of 21st Century Fox well underway, I believe this is an optional time to transition to a new CEO. I have the utmost confidence in Bob and look forward to working closely with him over the next 22 months as he assumes this new role and delve deeper into Disney multifaceted global businesses and operations while I continue to focus on the company's creative endeavors, unquote. Eager was named the CEO of Disney in 2005. Lady Gaga fans wouldn't have to wait 
long for her new music, a little over a month after a snippet of the lead single from her sixth studio album was leaked. The hitmaker took to her Instagram to announce that her long, long-awaited single, Stupid Love, will be made available for listening within days. Through a post she made on Tuesday, February 26th, a 33-year-old singer spilled that her lead single is set to drop two days later on Friday, February 28th. And this is what she said, Stupid Love, the new single by Lady Gaga, is out at fri- out Friday at midnight Eastern Time. Uh, she wrote alongside a LG6 hashtag and a photo of its promotional billboard that features sparkling pink lips. A preview of Stupid Love has made its way online in late January. This leaked version was said to deliver a vibe similar to Gaga's 2011 hit, uh, 2011 album, Board This Way. Gaga herself had poked fun at the leak, talking to Twitter to address the issue. The shallow songstress posted a popular meme of a girl wearing a ski mask while listening to music with a note that read, quote, Can y'all stop? Unquote. Sonic the Hedgehog narrowly beat the Wild Dog to claim the top spot at the North American box office over the weekend. Sonic the Hedgehog edged out Harrison Ford the Call of the Wild to score a second week at number one, but only by a whisker. Jim Carrey's new movie was expected to dominate at the box office, but the adaptation of Jack London's classic tale surprise film experts by leading Friday night and going on to make $25 million over the three days. But Sonic won the weekend with a $26.3 million haul, passing the $100 million mark in North America and $200 million mark worldwide in 10 days. Birds of Prey and the, fabu- the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn landed in third place, notching up a three-week tally of $72 million, while Braun, The Boy 2, and Bad Boys for Life completed the next, uh, the new top five. And Lena Waithe has been tapped by Disney to voice the studio's first openly LGBTQ character. The star will be voicing the role of Officer Spectre, a Cyclops cop, in a new movie, Onward, also starring Tom Holland and Chris Pratt, with producers Corey Ray telling Yahoo Entertainment the characterization just kind of happened. Director Dan Scallon added that it's a modern fantasy world and they wanted to represent the the modern world. The character is the first outwardly LGBTQ character in the Disney Pixar universe and reportedly mentioned that she has a girlfriend with a daughter in the flick. Onward hits theaters on March 6, 2020. And filming on the latest Mission Impossible 7 movie in uh, Venice, Italy, it has been halted due to the coronavirus concern. The Tom Cruise movie has been temporarily shut down as Italian government officials have continued to put a stop to public gathering while the number of those affected by the epidemic grows. The action thriller, the seventh in the series, was set to hit the city for three weeks, and now bosses at Paramount are looking into alternate locations and um, they said that the news comes as British singer Mabel pulled the plug on an upcoming Milan gig due to fears about the spread of the disease. Italian government officials are battling hard to contain the spread of the virus, placing lockdown restrictions on more than 50,000 people in areas which has experienced cases of the virus, which originated in China late last year. Cases in Italy have surged from three on Friday to more than 200 on Monday, with seven deaths prompting tough actions from officials. 
Designer Giorgio Armani canceled his Milan fashion show on Sunday for the health and safety of his models and those planning to attend. And they just, uh, uh, the CDC just came out with a report yesterday saying it's just a matter of time when the uh, the numbers are going to grow here in the U.S. Uh, they said right now we only have 57 cases and that the threat is low, but now uh, they're concerned because of how fast it had spread in Italy and the Middle East, as uh, like Iran. So everybody, they're trying not to cause panic, but it sounds like they're causing panic. Because now they're saying that they might have to close schools, people are going to have to stay inside, what is people people can't go out, they can't go for groceries, all of this. And uh, uh, Trump is supposed to be uh, asking Congress for billions of dollars to try to keep it under control here. So just in case, it, you know, it's because it's remainly low that he wants to spend a, a billions of dollars to try to contain it and to uh, make sure that it stays low. But it's scary. It's really scary. Um, Captain America star Chris Evans is reportedly in line to tackle his dream gig in the planned remake of the Little Shop of Horrors movie musical. The actor is in his early negotiation to play dentist Oren Scrivello in the project, which Greg Berlanti will direct for Warner Brothers. The role was previously made famous by comedian Steve Martin in the 1986 film adaptation of the 1982 musical, which itself was a take on Roger Corman's original 1960 movie. Also in tentative discussion for the new revamp are Rocketman, Taron Egerton, and Evans, the Avenger co-star Scarlett Johansson, who are respectively frontrunners to portray Seymour Krellborn and his love interest, Audrey. Little Shop of Horrors follow a florist who finds himself raising a killer plant that lives off human blood. And Poe's actor, Billy Porter, is said to be in consideration to voice the frightening creature known as Audrey too. The news of Evan potential casting comes almost a year after he pleaded with producers to consider inviting him to play Scrivello, Audrey's crazed boyfriend. He has yet to comment on the Little Shop of Horror rumors. All right. Uh, right now we have uh, 26 minutes uh, after the hour. Uh, coming up, we're going to be talking about... Um, Kate Blanchett, she's getting ready to star in the TV drama Stateless. And uh, Sean P. Diddy Combs, he's getting ready to uh, have his sons make up as the judging panels of the return of his hit talent show, Making the Band. I'll tell you more about it. And uh, Julia Roberts is getting ready to return to TV to join Sean Penn in a new series based on the Watergate scandal. And K-pop superstar BTS took over New York famed Grand Central Terminal. And uh, Kelly Clarkson is going to be returning to host the 2020 Billboard Music Awards. And do you know that Kobe Bryant went to LL Cool J to talk about making a gangster rap album? All these stories and more coming up after the break, so don't go anywhere.
The number one source for entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with the host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now we got 28 minutes left remaining in the show. That was the latest from Wayne Brady featuring Cat Gray in Flirting with Forever. 
before we went to the music break, I was telling you about uh, Kate Blanchett. She's getting ready to star in the refugee TV drama Stateless, the miniseries centered on an immigration facility in the actress native Australia, and chronicles four strangers, including an Afghan refugee and a flight attendant. Blanchett starred as a cult leader. The 50-year-old will collaborate with longtime friend, writer Elise McGreat-Creedy, and director Tony uh, Ayers for the sixth partner. Yvonne Strahovski and Dominic West rounds out the cast of the series, which will be debut on March 1st. A year after confirming his departure from the Batman, Ben Affleck has explained that the real reason why he dropped out of the movie. Speaking in a new interview, the 47-year-old actor revealed he made the decision out of a fear that the role would miss with his commitment to staying sober after several rehab stunts for his alcoholism. Affleck first starred, uh, starred as the Cape Crusader in the 2016 Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. In the same year, he made a cameo appearance in Suicide Squad and reprised the role in 2017 Justice League. He steps down as director and writer of The Batman in 2017, handing over the duty to Matt Reeves, but it's not until early 2019 that he confirmed he'd done playing with The Dark Knight. Reeves' latest cast, Robert Patterson, as the young version of Bruce Wayne in his upcoming movie. Stopping by Jimmy Kimmel Live last year, Affleck told the host that he left the project as he felt he would struggle to do the iconic comic book character justice. During the interview interview with the New York Times, Affleck also talked about his long battle with alcoholism, and the uh, he also credits fellow Hollywood stars Bradley Cooper and Robert Downey Jr. for helping him on his journey to sobriety. And actress-singer Krista Rodriguez has been cast as Liza Minnelli in Ryan Murphy's upcoming TV drama about the rise and fall of celebrity fashion designer Halston. Uh, Edwin McGregor is attached to portray the late American fashion guru, whose full name was Roy Halston Frodwick. In the new project, and now Glee and American Horror Story co-creator Murphy has found Halston muse and best friend in Rodriguez. Coincidentally, the 35-year-old previously got the chance to work alongside Minnelli on the short-lived musical drama series Smash back in 2013 when the legendary entertainer served as a guest star. Dan Manhattan is slated to direct the show, currently titled Halston, after previously teaming up with producer Murphy on the assassination of Johnny Versace, American Crime Story, a biographical series about another famed designer in 2018. And it's really happening. It has been revealed that the cast of Friends will be reprising their role for a reunion special that is set for HBO Max. The announcement of the big news was made on Friday, February 21st, when stars Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox, Lisa Kudrow, Matthew Perry, and David Schremer simultaneously posted the same promotional photo of the cast, saying in the caption, it's happening. Now, Matt LeBlanc also teased the reunion special. However, instead of the same photo that the others posted on the respective accounts, the Joey Tribbiani depictor shared a photo of the cast of the 1970 CBS Korean War set medical drama, MASH. The special, as well as 
all of the 236 episodes of Friends will be available upon the streaming service debut. Uh, ben Winston is tapped to direct the special in addition to serving as executive producer alongside Friends executive producer Kevin Bright, Marta Kaufman, and David Crane. Also executive producing the special are Anderson Cobb, Kudrow, LeBlanc, Perry, and Schrimmer with Emma Conway and James Longben on board as co-executive producers. Warner Brothers Unscripted and uh, Alternative Television and Funwell 73 Productions are behind the program. Sean P. Diddy Combs has thrilled a group of cancer-stricken children by paying them a surprise visit with the help of pal Ellen DeGeneres. The kids had previously attempted to catch the rap mogul's attention in December of 2019 when they featured in a viral video showing off their moves to his 2001 hit, Bad Boys for Life, and inviting Diddy to join them for a dance. Now, he, um, the clip, uh, was filmed by a campaign by officials at a Miami, Florida-based nonprofit fighting all monster called FAM, F-A-M, which support families of young cancer sufferers. And on Thursday, February 20, 2020, eight members of the group appear on the Ella DeGeneres show to discuss the post. Explaining why they chose the tune for the promo, one of the kids, uh, Will Walker, said that in the song, it survives what you've been through. And he also said that they were that that since they're all battling cancer, we ain't going anywhere. The talk show uh, host initially claimed that Diddy was unable to join them on TV as he was currently on the road, and had instead sent in a video message just for them, which she aired for her guests. But however, you know how Ellen does it. She later confessed that she got the dates wrong and Diddy was actually backstage prompting the kids to scream in excitement as the hip-hop star made his big entrance and encouraged the kids to dance with him. Diddy has since posted a photo of himself and the kids on social media, capturing it as, quote, let's dance. And speaking of P. Diddy, uh, P. Diddy Combs' sons, will make up the judging panel on the return of the hit talent show, Making the Band. Christian and Justin Combs and Quincy Brown will help coach the wannabes alongside choreographer Lori Ann Gibson. Now, Diddy will also be a regular on the series. The casting tour hits Atlanta, at the end of this month, before heading to Houston, Charlotte, North Carolina, and New York City. Julia Roberts has returned to TV to join Sean Penn in a new series based on the Watergate scandal. The Pretty Woman star is reteaming with her homecoming co-creator, Sam Esmall, for Gaslit, an adaptation of the Slow Burn podcast first season, which explored the untold stories and forgotten characters from the event which ended Richard Nixon's presidency in 1974. Roberts will play Martha Mitchell opposite Penn as her husband and Attorney General John Mitchell. Martha was the first person to publicly raise the question of Nixon's involvement in the scandal. Uh, the Gaslit uh, will also star uh, Army Hammer and Joel Egerton, who will co-direct the project with his brother Nash. Esmall and Roberts will executive produce the series, which has yet to be shopped to TV and streaming service officials. The actress made her debut as a TV series regular in the psychological thriller Homecoming in 2018. 
And K-pop superstar BTS recently took over New York's famed Grand Central Terminal to stage a special performance for America's The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. Uh, producer apparently had the typical busy train station cleared out for the pre-tape set during which the Boys With Love hitmakers belted out their new single, On, complete with a group of dancers and a marching band. It's not clear when the seven-piece group stopped by the landmark, but prior to the Monday night broadcast, uh, show host Jimmy Fallon explained that he wanted to do something special for BTS and at the same time celebrate New York City. The unique gig came at the end of the mini tour of the Big Apple, with Fallon taking the South Korean stars to eat at the iconic Cat's uh, Deli before jumping on the New York City subway public transportation system to play a series of games and answer fan questions about their mu- new music. During the segment, rapper RM revealed the person he most liked to meet is wrestler-turned-actor John Cena. The revelation prompted Fallon to promise an introduction to the train wreck star. And the uh, actress Lark Voorhees was left feeling slighted and hurt after learning she's not she had she was not invited uh, to take part in the reboot of her much beloved TV show Saved by the Bell. The 45-year-old actress starred as the fashion forward Lisa Turtle in 86 episode of the program from 1989 to 1992. But when it came to rebooting the series, Lark wasn't included, despite her former co-stars Tiffany Thiessen, Elizabeth Berkley, Mario Lopez, and Mark Paul uh, Gosler, all returning. Uh, reflecting on the snub on the Dr. Oz show on Tuesday, February 18, Lark, who was primarily on the program to talk about her bipolar diagnosis, read a passage from one of her journals. And this is what she said, uh, she shared. She said, quote, I have to admit I did feel a bit slighted and hurt when I was not invited to be a part of the Saved by the Bell reunion, as well as other cast members' events. Yes, of course, I also realized that having this puzzling disorder may have played a major part in the factual decision. With that in mind, I'm truly thankful for having had the chance to work on a show that has been so successful, unquote. Lark has also been excluded from numerous bonding events her castmate had had since the show ended, such as the uh, the dinner last year, uh, 2019, to celebrate 30 years of friendship. Uh, actor Dustin Diamond, who plays Screech on the TV show, is also not expected to be part of the reboot. The Saved by the Bell revival will air on NBC planned streaming service Peacock. And Christian activist group One Million Moms has branded the new Disney cartoon series The Owl House demonic and launched a petition to have the show axed from the network. The animated TV series followed teenager uh, uh, Luz Nasida, who falls through a portal into another world and befriend Edna Edda, the Owl Lady, to whom she soon becomes an apprentice in order to come into her abilities and help fight evil that comes her way. However, the show had been poorly received by the faith group, who posted a warning about its content online as, quote, making light of hell, unquote. They added that the cartoon is uh, uh, inundating young minds with secular worldviews that reflect the current culture and that Disney was stepping into the darkness by promoting it. A petition from the group has already amassed almost 16,000 signatures in a bid to get the show, which stars voice actor Sarah Nicole Robles, 
Wendy Malik and Alex Hirsch canceled. While Disney has yet to respond to the controversy, the Owl House has already been renewed for a second season. Right now we have 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and when I come back I'll give you the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere. It's supposed to be like the remake of T-Pain's 2005 track, I'm Sprung. 
Right now we have here about 12 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, uh, actress Tiffany Boone is defending her decision to quit TV series The Shy after making harassment allegations against co-star Jason Mitchell, confessing she wasn't sure if she'll work again. The 33-year-old walked away from the hit show in November of 2018 while Mitchell was fired, pulled from a Netflix film, and dropped by his agents. Boone now admits several people questioned her action, and she worried that leaving the show would mark the end of her acting career. T- uh, Tiffany previously revealed she took her concerns to TV bosses during season one of The Shy, and when she felt her complaint wasn't being addressed, she asked to be released from her contract. She has since landed roles on TV shows like Reese Witherspoon and Carrie's Washington's upcoming series, Little Fires Everywhere. <clears throat> And Kelly Clarkson will return to host the 2020 Billboard Music Award for the third consecutive year. The stronger What Doesn't Kill You hitmaker Gus, she's thrilled to be back with her Billboard family, as the news was announced, and teased this year's show will be something special. Kelly has been a hit with audiences and proved her commitment to the show when she battled appendicitis while hosting the 2019 prize giving. The morning after the three-hour ceremony during which she performed twice, the breakaway star underwent emergency surgery to remove her appendix. The 2020 Billboard Music Award takes place April 29th at the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas. And LL Cool J urged Kobe Bryant to scrap an album of gangster rap recordings after admitting to being confused by the concept. LL um, uh, attended a he attended the memorial service for the late basketball star on Monday, February 24, who, along with his teenage daughter Gianna, was one of the nine victims. Speaking to Entertainment Tonight. LL Cool J recalled at the time Kobe signed a record deal for his first rap album, preceded by the lead single called K.O.B.E., which the star remembered as the funniest moment of his life. LL said that that he talked about rap, he played um, this album, this gangster rap album, and he was like, uh, Kobe, he was like, come on, dog, that's not what you need to be doing. He had a gangster rap album that he played for LL Cool J when they were sitting in the parking lot, and LL was confused because he was sitting there like, what are you doing? You got endorsements. What are you doing? And he said that it was the funniest moment of his life listening to Kobe do gangster rap. Uh, The Rock the Bell hitmaker also spoke about the NBA players' performance of KOBE at the 2000 All-Star Game with Tyra Banks, adding, quote, we're not going to pretend like we're, we wasn't laughing. Uh, so they, he, LL and, and Tyra was laughing the whole time. But he took his shot. He took his shot. So, um, again, um, if you miss the uh, public memorial of Kobe Bryant, it was aired this past Monday, you can probably catch it. You can catch it on YouTube. A lot of stars, um, including Beyonce, Christina Aguilera, Alicia Keys, they took to the stage to perform at the Star Studded Memorial with the proceeds from the ticket sales going to the Celebration of Life, benefiting the Mamba and Mamacita Sports Foundation, which Vanessa relaunched earlier this month. And rocker Yeezayer are taking rapper. Uh, 
Kendrick Lamar and singer The Weeknd to court over copyright infringement allegation regarding their hit song Pray For Me. The hip-hop stars collaborated on a 2018 tune for the Black Panther movie soundtrack, but Yeezayer claimed that the pair lifted part of the song from their 2007 track Sunrise and failed to credit them. In legal papers obtained by TMZ, the New York-based bandmate alleged that they had recorded a distinctive choral performance uh, themselves for Sunrise, describing as featuring male voices singing in their in their highest register with animated pulsing vibrato. They have accused Lamar and The Weeknd of stealing this segment and slightly modifying it with the intent to conceal the infringement and using it up to eight different times throughout Pray For Me. Yeezayer insists that the, the part is immediately recognizable as their work, and they are now demanding all profits from sales of the single as well as damages and injunction blocking further sales and airplay. Lamar and The Weeknd has yet to respond to the allegation. And Katy Perry will perform new music as she takes the stage at the final of the ICC Women T20 World Cup in Melbourne, Australia next month. Bosses at the International Cricket Council have announced that the Dark Horse hitmaker will perform two songs during the final at the 100,000 capacity Melbourne Cricket Ground. And after the trophy presentation, she'll return for an hour-long post-match concert with her full band. Speaking on Australia, the Kyle and Jackie O show on Monday, February 24, the 35-year-old pop star promised a show to remember for her incredible fans down under. The fireworks star announced she was set to perform at the event after a mural of the star was unveiled, depicting her facing off with Australia cricketing champion Elise Perry, celebrating the world's most famous Perrys earlier this month. And hunting season is over for Pusha T. The rapper has pulled his Jada Kiss collaboration from streaming services out of respect for murder MC Pop Smoke. The rising welcome to the party hitmaker, real name Bashar Jackson, was fatally shot by masked gunmen at his Los Angeles home last week, and the 20-year-old death has prompted Pusha to rethink the release of the tune due to its sensitive subject matter. The track featured Pusha and Jada Kiss trading lines about killing all the competition, and in a message on Instagram, Kanye West Powell explained he didn't feel right leaving the single circulating online. Jadakit has yet to comment on the news, but the track was due to feature on his new album, uh, Ignatius, named after his late friend Ignatius Ice Pick J. Jackson, who died of cancer in 2017. It's not clear if hunting season removal is just temporary or permanent, or whether it will remain on the track listing for Ignatius, which is set to release on Friday, February 28th. And Madonna's Madame X show in Paris, France, was delayed by three hours on Saturday, February 22nd, after production was hit with unforeseen technical problems. The Vogue hitmaker is currently in the midst of a 12-night residency at the city La Grande Rex venue, but was three hours late when she took to the stage this weekend due to production issues. According to French site RTL, a technician claimed the performance was delayed due to certain decorations for the tour not being compatible with the concert venue. The publication also reported that the show eventually ended at 2.15 a.m. on Sunday morning, leaving many of the 2,800 fans in attendance struggling to travel home. Disgruntled fans took to social media insisting that the uh, Madonna did not perform until midnight when she was due to hit the stage more than three hours early.
The, the Madam X tour had proved problematic for the star, with Madonna canceling shows in cities, including New York, Los Angeles, and London earlier on the tour, which kicked off in September of 2019. The final show takes place on March 11. And Eddie Van Halen musician's son, Wolfgang, has landed a record deal to launch himself as a solo star. Wolfgang has been playing bass with his rocker dad on stage as a member of his band Van Halen, but now the 28-year-old whose mother is actress Valerie Bertinelli is preparing to step out of his own. He has signed a deal with bosses at Explorer One Music Group to release his debut solo album, which he which is in the final stages of recording with the help of producer Michael Elvis Basquette at Van Halen's 5150 Studios in California. No further details surrounding the project release has been announced. Wolfgang, who began playing the drums at the age of nine and the guitar at 12, first joined his dad on stage for Van Halen reunion tour of 2007 and 2008 and went on to feature on their album A Different Kind of Truth and Tokyo Dome Live in concert. He's also a former member of Rockers Tremonti. And Iggy Azalea is taking a hiatus from music following a turbulent few months. On Monday, February 17, 2020, the Sally Walker hitmaker told fans that time away is needed so she could work on a new musical concept, insisting she hasn't forgotten them. Iggy also added, quote, when I'm back, you'll know, and I will be back, unquote. The 29-year-old fancy rapper career appeared to stall with her when her uh, sophomore album, In My Defense, only debuted at number 50 on the Billboard 200 when it was released back in July of 2019, five years after her debut release topped the same chart. It follows up the Wicked Lips EP, was played by a series of delays, and failed to chart upon release in December. Meanwhile, the hitmaker was the victim of $350,000 home burglary in November and later separated from her boyfriend rapper Playboy Cardi, although they appear to have reconciled amid a string of Instagram posts last month. And Justin Bieber had made Kanye West's latest Sunday service a a memorable one. The yummy hitmaker attended the Stronger Rappers Spiritual Gathering in Los Angeles on Sunday, February 23rd, and treated the attendees to a surprise performance. The husband of Haley Baldwin shared a clip of him covering Marvin Sapp's emotional ballad Never Would Have Made It via an Instagram post. The What Do You Mean hitmaker was not the only one still in the spotlight at the event. Rapper Nas delivered a rendition of everything from his 11th studio album, Nasir. Another rapper, Rhodey Rich, also showed up to perform the box from his 2019 Please Excuse Me for Being Antisocial album and Balling from his Perfect 10 LP. Wes himself took to the stage to sing his Christian hip-hop song, Jesus is King, and Selah, for the uh, later song, he was joined on stage by his eldest child with Kim Kardashian North, who was among the choir. The six-year-old girl, who also could be seen with her mother's Instagram story, singing and dancing to Hallelujah along with the other children. On his participation at the Sunday service, Beer had previously expressed his interest to perform in it. Back in July of 2019, he reportedly said, yeah, when asked about it after attending a church conference in Los Angeles with his wife, uh, Haley. The musician, who is a regular at Los Angeles Hillsong Church, 
had performed the exact same gospel song at Church Home in Los Angeles in August of 2019. At the time, he uploaded a video in social media and wrote a lengthy message about his belief in God. And Lizzo, Just Mercy, and Blackish were the big winners at the 51st Annual NAACP Image Award in Hollywood on Saturday night. The Truth Hurt hitmaker beat out Billy Porter, Angela Bassett, Regina King, and Tyler Perry to be named Entertainment of the Year at the ceremony, which recognized entertainers of color. Just Mercy took home three prizes, including Best Motion Picture, Best Actor for Michael B. Jordan, and Best Supporting Actor for Jamie Foxx. Jordan played a crusading defense attorney in the film, with Fox starring as the wrongly convicted band he fought for. Lupita Nyong'o won Best Actress in the film for her role in Us, and 15-year-old Marseille Martin, she received Best Supporting Actress for her performance in Little, beating out names including Jennifer Lopez, Janelle Monet, and Octavia Spencer. It was a big night for Blackish, with the hit show taking home Outstanding Comedy Series and sweeping all of the acting categories for Comedy Series. Last year's Entertainment of the Year winner, Beyonce, also took home a handful of prizes, including Outstanding Female Artists, along with several nods for her album, The Lion King, The Gift. Her daughter, Blue Ivy, was also recognized for the collaboration for Brown Skin Girl. And Rihanna took home the NAACP President Award for Special Achievement and Distinguished Public Service, and she called for racial, religious, and cultural unity during her acceptance speech. And this Anthony Anderson hosted the 2020 ceremony. Well, that's going to do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.